All right, morning show with Anthony here on 92.9 and 96.90 HM. Happy to have my next guest join us on the phone. She's going to be over at the uh, West Hampton Beach Performing Arts Center Friday, August 9th. Tammy Pescatelli joins us. Tammy, how are you? I'm great, thank you. It's always smart for someone to play on a Friday night in the Hamptons, right? Yes, that's <laughs> you can't go wrong on a Friday night at the Hamptons, that's for sure. No, but listen, I I appreciate you joining us. I mean, I know you got family and the kid and you're running around like crazy. So I appreciate you fitting us in. Hey, I have to. I started in radio, so I know what it's like. I appreciate you taking the time. It's a good time for me when I do radio for me to just tell everybody, leave me alone. I'm at work. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I didn't know you started in radio. This is a big deal. An Italian and in radio. Um, That's how I started. It's how I started. Literally, I did an open mic contest that was sponsored by a radio station, and I'd never get on stage. But uh, I said to my brothers, I could do that. And they were like, yeah, for $50. Let's see. We'll bet you. And at that point, I was 21 years old for $50. That was half my life salary. That's huge. (laughs) I would have done anything. And they hired me to do a morning show. And there I was making all my mistakes on the air right after that. So for two and a half years. Wow. Now this was in Cleveland where you're, you're from. Yeah. 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 And we just had the best time and I was lucky cause I was a house MC at the, at the improv there and I had to interview all the comics on Friday. And then that's how I went out on the road with some of the great ones. Like, you know, uh, George Lopez and Dom Irera and John Panette and just some great people helped me originally. Now, all right, let me ask you this, because when I told my parents that I was going to go work in radio, I got, you know, like I'm an Italian guy, two Italian parents. When I told them I was going to work in radio, my father cried. He literally cried. <laughs> he was so devastated. Did you, what was your family like at that time? Well, radio, they weren't as shocked with because I was young and I was actually supposed to uh, come to New York to do an internship. So for because I had a degree in fashion design, so they weren't really upset with radio. They figured it only lasts for a couple of years. When I said I was going to quit my radio job and go on the road as a comedian, that's where my whole family, though, I'll tell you what they did do when I said I was doing a morning show. Again, it's all Italian people. They took bets how how many how long it would last for me to get up at four thirty in the morning in the snow. <laughs> Because everybody believed in me so much, you know, that's that's the beauty of Italian people. They tell you you can't do nothing. This whole generation, you can be anything you want. Not if you were Italian in the 80s. They told you right to your face. There's no way you're ever going to do that. That's you. Get out of here. That's not for you. Oh, my God. Not for you. I'm laughing so hard because I swear to you, as we're both sitting here, one of the things that my family said to me was, you're going to get up that early in the morning. What are you going to do if it snows? You can't drive in the snow. It's it's always snow. There's always you're, there's always something cataclysmic that's going to happen to you if you venture outside of the comforts of an Italian family. Yeah. Well, you know what they missed? It wasn't the snow. It wasn't getting up that early. Because, I mean, at that point, I was just getting home from nightclubs. I was young. I could handle it then. What I hated was when you go to work, a job is a job is a job, whether you're a DJ, whether you're a construction worker. I'm not saying that they're equal. It's not like being a coal miner. I get that. I didn't have to go to work at the Canary, but a job is a job is a job. However you go to work, that's how you make your living. And if you go to work with someone you don't like, 
It's much harder at 4.30 in the morning driving through snow to get to work with someone you hate. (laughs) That makes you want to punch people all day long. So it was a good thing that I got out of that job. (laughs) Yeah, how miserable. Because we... I cannot stand 99% of the people in my profession. It's very hard to come across a nice radio person. How bad was it for you? It was tough because I didn't go, I didn't do the things that I, I now really respect people who go to broadcast school, who work their ways up through, you know, weekends and overnights. I walked into a morning show, which of course didn't create any resentment at all. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, and I was on there for being funny. So I just was me. And I, the first guy I worked with was great. Um, then he left because he was so great. He got another job, but not great enough to take me. And then um, he, then I got a, then it became my show with a partner. And that was tough because the guy that he was, he really was so nice to me when I was choosing a partner, but then he was so mean to me. And it was, uh, it was so funny because, you know, like it, I was just being me and he was a, Hey, you know, he was that person that would, I can't talk to you in between breaks. Let's save it. Let's save. let's save through the air. And then, uh, and then you go talk to him and he'd just be talking to normal. And I go, Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the, welcome back. You know, that whole, that Put the whole voice on. Yeah. 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 I got so, that. Yeah. See, I mean, the subway now. So that, if that's any indication, <laughs> I, um, you know, I grew up with a couple of uncles who did some things that nobody really knew about and all that kind of jazz. And but I would tell them even. No, I never. Wait, you must be Irish. You're telling people never did that. <laughs> but I would ta- I would talk to my family and I would tell them some of the things that I would see in this industry. And tough men who have done prison time would be like, holy crap. Are you serious? Like, this is what they're doing to you. And this is what. Ha- yeah. And, and it's like this. It's the it's the absolute. Well, I'm just the absolute worst. It's a tough industry. It's a tough industry. It's a tough industry because you know what? I have never. Okay. I am a woman, uh, but I grew up with all boys and I never have approached anything from a quote unquote chick mentality. You know what I mean? Like Mm. I've always, uh, listen, do I fight for women's rights? Yeah. By going to work and making differences there, you know? And so, but I never grew up and I've never seen so many grown men and women, they had such a backstabbing, chicky mentality is all I could say. It was like working those two and a half years in radio was like I, constantly being in a homecoming pageant. <laughs> you know, yeah. it was just nuts. But thank God. Thank God I did it because then it helped me because now I think I've probably done, I don't know, uh, probably 10,000 hours of radio, you know, yeah. in between comedy. And it, it, I think it helps, you know, I, I think it, who's to say, but it, it, I just try to be me. I try to talk about the things that people always say, where to you get your material. I'm like, I wake up every day. <laughs> crazy stuff happens. <laughs> well, tell me this is, I mean, this is a very Italian thing to, to say, but tell me what, what it's like. Cause I see growing up in New York and being Italian, I had one cousin, one cousin had broken away. They lived in Pennsylvania, in Scranton, Pennsylvania. And I went to go visit them when I was younger. And I just looked at them and I'm like, you, I don't know if we're related. They were nice. There was no (laughs) yelling. Like they they lived that Pennsylvania life. It was slower paced. They were wonderful people. They're still my favorite people. They're my favorite people now, but I never believed that we were actually related because of what I grew up with. So what was it like? 
in Cleveland? Did you have the 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 loud, the yelling, the betting, the all that stuff? Well, yes, because I grew up in Little Italy in Cleveland, which is very similar to any. It literally could take the neighborhood that I grew up in and put it in Brooklyn or you know where you grew up, in, and it would be no problem. I I married a Brooklyn boy, so except the difference is where we grew up, we had to go places. And we knew other cities existed. Um, when I married my husband, you know, they think Brooklyn is the apex center of the world. <laughs> like no one has ever, hey, oh, really? They go to Brooklyn and Florida. That's it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> so you yeah, moved to New Jersey. They forget it. They write you off as if you got thrown away upstate somewhere. They oh. literally, if you go to move to New Jersey, you might as well spit in people's face. <laughs> Forget, I mean, even the way I asked the question to you right now is like, you got Italians in Cleveland? Like, tell me about this. I know. Any, but here's, let me hit you to this. Anywhere yeah. they had a train is where there's a pocket of Italian. <laughs> okay. So it was New York and New Jersey and Philadelphia and Buffalo and Cleveland and uh, Pittsburgh and Chicago. And then it stops for a long, oh, St. Louis. And then, then there's a few in Kansas City and then you never see them again because we just I think what happened is like imagine being with your family, an Italian family, all the way to Kansas City. That's where that's where they just were like, This is it. We're not going any further than this. We don't live anywhere else. California, we're never gonna make it. Forget it. We're set up right here. This is the spot. <laughs> this is, what do you care about California? You don't know anybody there. <laughs> nobody knows you, you don't know nobody. What do you gotta get there for? <laughs> Yeah, so it was it was different. It was fun. It was a, a really good time. And it's funny because when I first started, like, and I got a little bit of, on TV, and people go, "Oh, she's a, Italian," but she said she's from Cleveland. I'm like, you must be the dummies who don't understand that people are allowed to live other places. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have to send away for a special pass. No, because it's unheard. So I grew up in Queens, right? And my whole family, we all grew up in the same area. I moved out to Long Island where I am now. It's an hour drive to where I am now. You would have thought that I would told people I was moving to Mars. Like you would have thought I said, I'm going to move to another planet. They don't understand. Like they, I have friends who, who I grew up with. The thought of them leaving the neighborhood, unheard mm-hmm. of. Unheard I know. Of. I know. And the weirdest thing, though, is that I met my husband in in California, in Los Angeles. He had lived there for 15 years before I met him. When I met him, we tried to we tried to live in Brooklyn. Uh, when I when I got when we got married, and I got pregnant. I was like, we don't know. But I don't know anyone here. We don't you know, he doesn't know anyone out here. We have no family. And then I was like, well, the weather's nice. Might be a good place to raise a baby. And then our neighbor, literally, I'm sitting there. And I see the guy walk out of his house and he's got on a brief. He's got a briefcase, a suit and a Superman cape. And I was like, oh, we got to get out of here. Like, <laughs> this is not. Um, so we tried to live one. Atten- we bought a house in Park Slope, Brooklyn, and we live. Well, I still have the house, but we don't live there because I one attached house away from my mother-in-law. And uh I went to work one day when my son was about three months old and she watched him. Now, I grew up, my grandparents were right from Italy. I'm not first generation. Um, my husband's first generation. My parents were first generation. So I grew up with everybody right from Italy, I, but I didn't. Okay. She's right from Italy. I got home from one day being gone. She had 
got rid of my living room furniture because she got new furniture and decided <laughs> that my my furniture was not as nice as her old furniture. So she threw mine out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, people go, oh, it's like everybody loves Raymond. I go, no, uh, she was nice. <laughs> yeah mine is everybody loves raymond if you play it backwards <laughs> yeah they always know better that's the thing too when they're helping it's you're still like oh my god just please you know yeah it was rough it was rough i had a tv show about then we went i had a place in pennsylvania so we went to pennsylvania and my parents moved to help me there and um then we got a TV show about me being a wife, a mother, and a comedian living in this small town. And my mother-in-law came out to help me, and then she pretty much jacked the show because people did not believe she was real. Like, you know, what I mean, like it was, it was. She became her. She was just as big a character as I was on that show. <laughs> that was, you know, what that was. Um, that was good. I, I was gonna. I was gonna say you had that was on We TV, right? Yeah, for a little bit. You had they that? didn't give it a chance. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, but you had that. You had last comic standing. I feel like you rode, you rode the wave of of television. Uh, you know what was big in television at the time, but you always kind of stood out and didn't play those typical roles of annoying TV people. Well, thanks. It's probably because I didn't get cast in them. I would have. They'd have given them to me. No, <laughs> 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 so, you know, I just I love stand up. And I mean, I truly love being a stand-up and I wanted to act and I'd like to act and I've done a few parts, but you know, um, I don't live in LA or New York. So people don't think of me. I don't see these casting directors on a regular basis. I do the parts that people write for me and I think I do a decent job or shows that I've sold and created for myself. But I just, uh, you know, I actually do have a film coming out called That's Amore that I, I first time ever I was the lead in and I actually think I did a good job. The hard part is though, is why couldn't I have been the lead in something when I was young? Do you know what it's like to have to look at yourself at 50 years old on a big screen team? <laughs> it's not fun. I'm like, this nose was not meant for cinema. <laughs> oh no, I'm sure you, I'm sure you're good in it, but that's huge though. To take a lead in a movie. That's a big deal. Yeah, well, I needed the summer off, so I was, like, <laughs> I was like, I don't know if I could carry this film, but let's just give it a shot because I don't like to travel in the summer. <laughs> but uh, thankfully, you're coming to West Hampton Beach on Friday, though. That's a good thing. I'm super excited for that. I don't know who's coming. I know that whoever shows up, we're going to have a great show. We've been selling out all over the country, um, but I go to a lot of places where there's not a lot of stuff to do. So I know there's a lot of stuff to do there, but I can promise you, it's, you'll get your money's worth. Uh, it'll be fun. And maybe my mother-in-law will even come with me. That's what she told me. Eh, maybe I come. All right. <laughs> Let me know, Queen. Do you have this thing where, too, your family thinks that uh, because you're in a TV show, you could immediately fly 75 people first class, put them up in four-star hotels? Did you get that from your family too? Um, true, true, true story. I'm doing last comic. That was the season that uh, we had 18 million viewers. So it was like the biggest thing that ever had hit at that time. It's the height of that show, by the way. That, and that was the best. That Your year was the best year. That was the absolute best year. Well, yeah, we had a lot of fun. Well, go ahead. So, and I, I love everybody that was 
part of that. I'm, I literally got off the phone with John Heffern to call you. Oh, um, that was a bad so, decision, but go ahead. <laughs> no, so we, um, we now NBC's part of universal, right? So they say to us, Hey, if you want to, for the season finale, um, you know, the who's, if anybody's coming, we'll get your guests tickets to the show and also to universal studios if you want. Okay. I say to my mother, Hey, if anybody's coming out, I don't know if anybody wants to come out, but if you and any of the family want to come out, I am not kidding you. 17 people showed up, 17 <laughs> people. I had to buy tickets for, get tickets. For, and I was too embarrassed because I'm not a Gavone enough to go, Hey, can I have 17 free passes? So I got the four free passes, like the normal families of people asked for and had to pay for the 13 other tickets. And my, my uncle goes, Hey, it's like the last supper. <laughs> you can't, it's a, 13's good luck. It's good luck, Tim. It's good luck. <laughs> so, and we really got kicked out of Universal. So it was a lot of fun. And no, I told shut up. about that in one of my last specials. Yeah, they got kicked out. Um, and it was ridiculous because my uncles, you know, it was nice that people would recognize that you, I would not now. But at the time I was on TV, so they want to take pictures, people, and they made it to have photo ops. That's why they wanted to do it to advertise the show. So my uncles are with me, and uh, they want to take pictures, and they want to, you know, they they literally are the two that I used to do the joke. They're like two two little Joe Pesci's, and they weren't tall enough to ride the rides, you know, <laughs> and uh, and they were just, hey, lady, you want a banana for your monkey? Telling people how ugly their babies were, you know, and I mean, it's just an old joke, but they just wanted to show off and show how funny they were. And thank God, because it's that sense of humor that that's the reason I am who I am, you know? Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. But sure, it cost me. I went in the hole. Let's just say I was the only person on television that was broke that year. <laughs> <laughs> I had to go to more babies' baptisms and weddings. And I never got invited to so much stuff. Oh, uh, oh, I can't. I was on TV. Because even. We know you can't come, but we just thought we'd invite you. Why? So if you know I can't come, why? Because you wanted a gift? You wanted me to send you something? What do you mean you knew I couldn't come? I mean, that's you, 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 so you didn't want to pay for a plate, but I'm supposed to pay for a diaper bag. Well, I didn't even think of that. I can't even imagine how much you would. That's so funny. That is what that is what somebody in my family would totally do. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. We knew you couldn't come, but then you should have left me off the list. <laughs> <laughs> I might write a bit about that. That's actually it's it's obviously true, and it is very funny, right? At least at least you're making me feel like it's funny. No, it is. You. Are you coming to the show? I, I am definitely going to. Well, I got yeah, I got a I got a four year old and a two year old, so I'm not allowed to do anything fun. But I am I'm definitely going to try, unless you plan on having Blippy on stage with you. It's going to be touch and go. It's going to be a last minute decision, but I want to try and go. Um, oh, come on. You got to find a sitter and, and, and bring your wife out. Yes, sitter. But did you have sitters when you were growing up? This is something my wife and I have been talking about. We No, I, I was 10 watching all. I, I, it's so funny because like uh, my mother, I remember saying to like, there was something that was going on. And I was like, yeah, I had a lot of responsibility. I was always in charge of my brother. So that. 
And my mother comes, yeah, yeah, I never, I never did that. No, you weren't. I come on, you would go downtown Cleveland. There was no phone, no nothing. We'd, I'd have the number of the Brown Derby generically, and I wasn't allowed to make a long distance call unless it was an emergency. Okay, <laughs> and you'd leave me with the kids, and I, because my brothers are like uh, six and seven years younger than me. So if I was nine, do the math, right? <laughs> Right. So I, I was a nine year old babysitting a three and four year or a four and yeah, three and two year old. Like it's and every time they go, no, no, no. And then stories will come up and I'll go uh, say to my brother, remember when you had those stitches? My mother go, he never had stitches. Yeah, because you weren't there. It <laughs> happened when you left me. <laughs> They just, uh, my mother refutes every story of my childhood. I can't. Like, go ahead, please. No, no. I just, I wish, I wish I had a document. Like I needed a film crew to prove <laughs> stuff. You have to see, this is so true. My, cause my family now, my mother is one of three. She's got a brother and a sister and we'll get together now. And you know, my grandparents are no longer with us, but we'll get together now. And we'll tell stories of the old days, you know, and my, you know, my uncle just got married and I, you know, I'm married a couple of years now and we all have, we have four diff different renditions of the same story. <laughs> right. Or how about the people that if your relatives that you, that you know, it was you, but they say it was them. Yeah. <laughs> it was not you. You were not. I'm like, ma, that was not you. Yes. It was. No, no. It, how could it have been you? It was 1982. Were you 12? Were you 12 in 1982? I was 12. I remember. I had on a Leif Garrett t-shirt. <laughs> I I say the same thing though too. I go I wish I wish we had cameras in the house to tell because you, you look you you know that this happened and they're looking at you going that never happened. You're like you got to be kidding me. Yeah, no. It is it is a level of ridiculousness. <laughs> And, and when we recall things, my mother gives me no credit at all. They used to just do what they wanted to do because they had an older kid. You were nine years old. Not only can't leave a nine-year-old by themselves, imagine in charge of two babies, you know? Yeah, and boys, no less, that they're going to get in trouble doing whatever at any age. Uh, yeah, but I will say this. I also was able to do things you could never do now. <laughs> <laughs> I used to make them play cemetery. Lay down and pretend you're dead. Whoever moves first loses. And they were so competitive, it was the best game ever because they would just lay still. <laughs> <laughs> but we but never. I was nine. What do you want from me? I had no social skills. <laughs> hey, that was pretty creative. I, I give you credit for that. But you know what, though? We never had a stranger, or as my grandmother used to call it, an outsider come and watch us like that was that was not a, if a family member couldn't make it that was you weren't going like the every once in a while i remember like a someone's older brother or sister like when i was younger younger right but even they were kids too you know it was the neighbor and they were able to do it it was just the weirdest thing i'll tell you what we never did is ate out of the house ever i don't remember ever like Going to McDonald's was a huge treat. You know, people go, well, where's your favorite place to eat Italian? Home. I, we would never eat anywhere. My, you know, my father goes, why, why do we got to go somewhere when we got, we got good food right here? Well, yeah. no, we don't really have good food. We have ingredients here and mom's <laughs> got to make them, but okay. 
Nope, same thing. My grandfather lives and died at 70, 80 some odd years. Never had a meatball made outside of his own house. No, please. They skeeved everybody. Everybody. You would, he, he would, if you said to my grandfather, I went out and got a meatball parm somewhere, he wouldn't talk to you for three weeks. Meanwhile, my, gra- my grandparents are the same way. My grandfather skeeved everybody. But meanwhile, he's got a pocket knife that he's used to clean his his fingernails <laughs> that he's used to screw in caps that he takes off and slices a piece of moldy prosciutto from the basement <laughs> off. And he. Yeah. <laughs> but he skews everybody else. Skews everybody. Don't trust anybody else. That was the thing. Yeah. yeah. My grandfather had that. He wouldn't don't hire anybody else to do the work around the house. We'll gather the family. We'll do it. Meanwhile, he used to rig up the Christmas lights with live bare wire wrapped around the iron wrought iron uh, gate that you you grab it to walk up the stairs, <laughs> and you get a shock of a lifetime. Oh my god! You gotta get you. Well, bring the kids and leave them in the car. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, but somebody can hang out with them in the green room in the back or something. You gotta come to the show if you can for a little bit on Friday. I think you'll have a good time. I will do. I, I I will do my best because, but you know, between you and uh, and Kathleen Maddox, you you're close with Kathleen, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I haven't talked to her for a while, but we were really close for a long, long time. Life goes. Everybody gets crazy and busy, but she's one of my favorite people. Yeah, Kath, Kathleen and my parents both retired to the same part of Florida, so we we had our own little therapy session over that. But this has been a very good therapy session for me. So I. I <laughs> I appreciate that. I don't know if we did. I don't know if we're even on the air anymore, but we definitely had a nice little, uh, you know, I feel well adjusted at this point. <laughs> it doesn't even matter. It was nice. All right. I tell you what, I will definitely try and stop by and see you uh, before before uh, you go on. You take people before the show. It. You do that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Right. I'll be there. I'll pop over and I'll say hello. I appreciate the time, Tammy. I know you're busy. Oh, thank you so much, Anthony. Have a good day. All right. You too. We'll see you Friday. Bye. All right, there goes Tammy Pascatelli. Um, I don't know if anybody got anything out of that, but I certainly, I certainly feel better. I feel like a, I can cancel my therapy session for today. Actually, to be honest with you, that was very uh, <laughs> the part about the. Fa- I swear to God, and I just we just organized. We're doing a family gathering the next couple of weeks. We just organized it, and 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 once we made the plans, once I committed to going and visiting my family. And the time together, I just, I started, I go, oh God, I'm going to have to hear this story and that story. And this one's a lie. And that one's not true. I tell my wife on the way up there, if my aunt tells you this, don't believe it. Because that never happened that way. (laughs) So to hear her say that makes me feel a little bit better. Makes me feel a little less crazy. Which is not an easy feat to do. Tammy Pescatelli over at the West Hampton Beach Performing Arts Center it's Friday night, August 9th. Grab your tickets now, whbpac.org, or call the box office at uh, 288-1500. That's 288-1500, or whbpac.org. Don't miss the hilarious Tammy Pascatelli over at the West Hampton Beach Performing Arts Center. My thanks to her for getting us a little bit closer to the funny this morning on The Morning Show with Anthony.